Welcome to Shop Local Small Business Stories. This is the Commerce in a Time of COVID series where we're taking an in-depth look at how businesses are coping with the immense changes taking place in our world in the spring of 2020. In this episode, Shop Vocals Heidi Barraza talks with Amanda Bruno, owner of Melrose Dance Academy in Melrose, Massachusetts. Melrose Dance Academy. We're at 22 Quarry Street in Melrose. I've owned the business for seven years. Oh, awesome, Amanda. Thank you so much for being part of our audio series, Commerce in a Time of COVID. We're so excited to be talking to you today to learn about how you're faring in this very strange time, especially for small business owners. Yes, crazy time for small business owners and a little scary. (laughs) Very scary. And I have to imagine that owning a dance studio where, you know, relationships and connectedness and together and choreography and music, all of that is so key to what you do in your business every day. I have to imagine that you're really stretching yourself to try to reach out to your community and keep everybody engaged. Yes, definitely a time to get creative. We've been on Zoom a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. So obviously there's a lot of challenges and some very specific challenges for a dance studio owner. Can you tell me what you think your biggest challenge has been and how you've been overcoming that? Sure. So my biggest challenge I find is how to successfully transition having those relationships and those interactions with the kids in the studio and moving that virtually and having to teach virtual and still trying to keep that connection between each kid and just how to teach virtually. I'm not there with them. I can't fully see their whole body the whole time. Sometimes I see just their head or sometimes I see the ceiling or sometimes just their feet. So it's crazy. And I'm not there to physically be able to fix them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something that needs to be fixed. So just trying to figure out how I can still teach they can still have fun and they can still feel connected to the studio and me and their classmates. So it's been tough. (laughs) Wow. What are some of the techniques that you're using? Like what have you learned that really kind of grabs the kids and engages them? I find with the three to five year olds, it's all about fun music and games. I can't stand there with them and do ballet and first position and plies and tendus. They'll be off in the other room watching right. TV or they're off eating snacks. <laughs> right. Yes. So I've started to get creative, found some great music, put together playlists, interactive songs where the song is telling them what to do because also it's hard with the music and them trying to hear me over the music. It just becomes craziness. So fun, interactive uh, music. And then I've also created lots of different movement cards and the kids are loving these movement cards. So I've done princesses. So I'll print out a whole bunch bunch of princesses with different movements on top. And I put, I laminate them and put numbers on the back and I'll hold them up and I'll have the kids pick a number. And okay. we'll flip it over. We'll see what the princess is. And then they have to do the movement that goes with it. And we put princess music to each song. So I'll Google pictures, yeah. dance activities, and just kind of feeding off other people's ideas. Now, are you, how are you finding parents um, to be during this in the classes? Are you finding the parents are just looking for you to take the kids and engage them virtually so they can get a break? Or do you find them like, 
you know, kind of on the sidelines being like, come on, listen, Miss Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Most of the parents, I find them right on the sides or they're the one holding the camera because the kid, you know, kids are just moving around. They're right. You can't get a three-year-old to stay in one place for longer than like 30 seconds. Right. So the parents will be following them around the house with the camera. It's funny, you know, I've seen most of the kids, they just want to show me around their house. They want me to meet their dog. They want to show me the stuffed animals. They want to take me in their closet and show me their princess dresses. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting. But now, what about your older dancers? Because I know you have dance teams and you have some serious dancers with you guys. So how are you um, yeah. engaging them? So we have five dance teams. Um, I combined two of my younger teams and we meet Mondays and Wednesdays. They're super into Zoom. They look forward to it because they're excited. They get to see their teammates. They get to keep dancing um, and just creating fun choreography. They enjoy moving their bodies and learning something new instead of just going through their routines that we were doing in the studio before the closure. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just trying to come up with new stuff to teach them. The older girls are a little bit more difficult. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I find the older ages after 13 to be really hard to get to want to do Zoom. They want to be in the studio. They want to be yeah. dancing in that studio space. It's, sometimes it's hard for them in their houses when they don't have the space to fully right. move. On a nice day, they'll bring the computer outside and you see the difference in their face when they can be outside and they have lots of space. Yeah. But if it's raining, a lot of them won't even sign on. So they, oh. they just... Sometimes they just want to come on and talk. They don't want to dance. They just want to right. sit all of us together and catch up on life. Okay. So we do that too. <laughs> so it sounds like you're being really flexible. This is forcing you to kind of just say, whatever's working for my students right now, that's what we're going to be doing. Go with the flow. You've got to be able to read your kids and see what they're doing. If an activity isn't working, you've got to move on like this and have the next activity going. Right. It makes sense. Can you tell me a little bit about the silver linings or some positive stories that you've experienced in the last six weeks? Of course. So I have found the silver lining is just how much our families are so supportive of the studio and hearing how much the studio means to them. Mm. It's, it's just really touched me. I can't believe, you know, that the studio means so much to people and, People are so kind and I feel like everybody is coming together and they, we all just want to get through this together. It's nobody's just on their own. I've had parents reach out and say, keep charging me for tuition. I know we can't be in the studio, but I want to support you guys. And, you know, we all have bills and stuff to pay. And I can't believe that somebody would want to still pay tuition when I can't <laughs> offer them, you know, full services. And it's just, it's really touched my heart. Wow. That's really special. That's really yeah. special. How do you think um, you will conduct yourself differently, if at all, uh, when things normalize? I think it's going to be a little scary when everything starts to open again. I think everybody is going to be really hesitant and then really nervous. So I think just putting certain procedures in place to make people feel more comfortable. I feel like nothing is going to be normal right away like we don't what is even normal to us anymore right we've been in this this life now since march so right. i feel like just trying to pe make people feel more comfortable bringing their kids to the studio making sure like 
we use a lot of props. I'm very hands-on at the studio. So for our little ones to keep them engaged, you know, different prop for every, every song or activity that we do. We can't really do that when we go back. So it's going to have to be adjusting how we teach a little bit, you know, hand sanitizer, maybe closing our waiting room and not having parents sit in the waiting room and bringing the kids in and out for them. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a new normal, I guess. I know it's crazy. (laughs) It is. is. So words of wisdom for other business owners or other dance studio owners or advice tips on how they can make this a little bit easier on themselves and their customers. Definitely be flexible. Understand that everybody is in a different spot. Everybody is struggling. Everybody is you know, going through hard times. So we should be there for each other and support each other. I love seeing other small businesses support each other. That's been one of the best parts of all of this. And I guess part of the silver lining is how all of us small businesses, especially in Melrose, I feel like Melrose is so close and everybody is so kind and you want to boost each other up and support each other, which is great. We're a part of a great community. And I think you know, just be there for each other. Understand, you know, we need each other. Can't do it alone. And don't give up on your business. Keep fighting for it. So if you could say anything to your clients right now, what would you say to them? Just thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for, you know, making our studio feel like a family. We're not just a small business. I feel like the studio for a lot of people is a second home. And just thank you for your support and appreciation. And it just means the world to me. Thank you for tuning in to Shop Vocal Small Business Stories. Shop Vocal is dedicated to helping small businesses find their voice, connecting our customers to theirs, using custom voice experiences delivered directly to smart speakers like Amazon's Alexa. Check out shopvocal.co for more information.